The sudden emergence of Blake Sable continued as he, as he had another really good night last night, and the catcher position at large got even more complicated with the promotion of a really interesting prospect to AAA. And oh, by the way, the Giants won their fifth straight game. They're going for a four-game sweep today. Paul Goldschmidt hit two home runs, but the Giants were able to overcome it. He came up representing the tying run in the ninth with the bases loaded, and they get out of it. The Giants are going well. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there if you have not already, and please hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show, we talked about it yesterday, we're talking about it again today. The catcher position just got more interesting, as Blake Sable continued like two games. We're, we're Let me just tell you right now. From one game, he entered, okay, the day before the walk-off home run, the heroics of that day, he entered that game hitting 200 with a 250 on base and a 400 slugging. Now, that's an interesting line for some reasons. It's power, but other than that, it's not very good. It's about 30, uh, 23, actually, percent below average offense. Now... Blake Sable is hitting 250, raise, raise the batting average by 50 points. On base is 304, raise the on base by 54 points. And the, the slugging is 481, raised it by 81 points. And overall, it's about 15% above average offense. And that's just general offense, not just catcher offense. And as I have said, I increasingly view him as someone who is more of a catcher than an outfielder, although he was hit with his fourth catcher's interference, which just that is the one thing he he must stop doing. And, you know, it seems fixable. It's just one of those things where you're gonna have to learn how to avoid interfering with the batter's swing. But the emergence of Blake Sable and the simultaneous promotion of Patrick Bailey, the Giants' first round pick in 2020, who had kind of a disappointing beginning to his pro career. He like started out in high A and really struggled and then was demoted to low A where he really did well. Uh, And that was in 2021. And then in 2022, last year, he went back to high A where the results were kind of mixed. He had kind of a mediocre offensive season, but the uh, He won a minor league gold glove at the catcher position, and he is just considered, I haven't seen him catch a ton, but to be a major league ready defender at the catcher position right now. And then now fast forward to 2023, uh, a promotion to double A where he had never played before. And what did he do there? He hit 333 with a 400 on base 
and a 481 slugging, which is about 50% better than the league average there, with just a 21%, 21.7% strikeout rate, 10% walk rate, just good numbers across the board. And what did that lead to? An aggressive early promotion to AAA. And so suddenly, Patrick Bailey is right on the doorstep of the major leagues as well. So you've got Joey Bart, who is dealing with a groin injury, but the MRI came back clean, basically, and he hasn't gone on the injured list, although Blake Sable continues to start. But I view that more as they're just giving Bart as much time to recover and rest as he can, but that he continues to be a major part of the plan moving forward. But then you've got, like I said, the emergence of Blake Sable, who is a Rule 5 pick, and so they cannot just send him down. He has to be on the Major League team or else be offered back, you know, placed on waivers, and then if he clears, offered back to the Pirates. But if he doesn't clear, it means some other team picked him up and you lose him. And so he has to be in the Major Leagues or you lose him. And, I mean, I guess the Pirates could say, we don't want him back, but based on the performance this year, they would want him back. And I do just want to point out, Blake Sable does not have a perfect uh, track record going on here. There's still, despite the fact that, like I said, he's been... 14% above major league average offensively overall, which is just super impressive for a rookie and for a catcher. He has struck out 43% of the time, which I pointed out, uh, I think just on Twitter, or maybe it was on yesterday's show. It it was the high, at least coming into yesterday, it was the highest strikeout rate in the major leagues. If you set the minimum to 50 plate appearances. And so you're not going to do well if you continue to strike out 43% of the time. His contact rate is really low at only 54% of the time when he swings does he make contact. And so those issues need to get cleaned up. And so I still have, I'm not sold 100% on Blake Sable, but you've got him currently doing well and turning it on like recently. And so maybe you, you don't want to just give up on him now, right? And then you've got Joey Bart. Still on the roster, not on the injured list. You've got Gary Sanchez with an opt-out of his contract if he's not in the major leagues by Monday. We're talking Monday. This is Thursday today. And so that is looming. And so so it starts to matter to me that Gary Sanchez just simply has not really performed in AAA despite the fact that he has been there now. He's played in 12 games. And the overall production, he's hit 159 with a 333 on base and a 182 slugging. And so I'm increasingly thinking that Gary Sanchez does not get called up. And it also was interesting that Ricardo Genovese, not Gary Sanchez, was the one brought up on Taxi Squad, meaning he was like in San Francisco ready to go go on the roster if Joey Bart had to go on the injured list. They did this with Genovese and not Gary Sanchez. And importantly, if you're going to add Genovese to the roster, it was going to have to be a 40-man move. And so you don't want to just do that if you then plan to go to Gary Sanchez, who also would require a 40-man move like a couple days later. So I'm increasingly thinking that Gary Sanchez does not get brought up here. And the promotion of Patrick Bailey just adds another twist. And then also, I mean, maybe this means they anticipate Gary Sanchez leaving because Suddenly, if you've got Hanovase and Gary Sanchez and uh, Patrick Bailey on the AAA roster at the catcher position, that's three catchers. 
and probably too many and not enough at bats to go around. And so I am super interested to see what they're going to do here. And there's going to be more clarity by the first. It's possible Gary Sanchez, even though he has the opt-out, chooses not to opt-out. But like I said, if they want to give all the playing time to Bailey and Henoves, at least a lot of it, then Gary Sanchez probably is better off picking another organization. And so, man, it got it just got super interesting at that position in a hurry. And it's like, are they really thin or are they really deep? It's fluctuated between the two almost daily sometimes. And uh, Bailey getting this promotion is a big part of that. I mean, like I said, he was their first round draft pick. So uh, if the we believe the defense is majorly ready and good and the offense just suddenly kind of emerging could make him a really interesting player and he's just a call away from the major leagues now that he is in AAA. And so coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn our attention to some of the facts from this game. The Giants beating the Cardinals, winning their fifth straight, going for a four-game sweep today. Paul Goldschmidt got the best of them, but it didn't matter because the offense did well. And so what are those team offensive numbers looking like? And I'm going to back up what I said early in the season when it was feast or famine, and I said that's not going to continue. Well, guess what? It hasn't, and I'm going to prove it with some numbers. So we will get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you will be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I've done this myself, and it's fantastic. Uh eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, by the way. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. As promised, we are going to get more into the game itself with the Giants beating the Cardinals 7-3. Cardinals are scuffling. They're a good team. It's kind of like similar. Look, a lot of you, I, I don't know what percentage the, sometimes the people are the loudest, make it seem like they're the majority, but really it's a vocal minority of people who are very negative about the Giants. But, you know, the fact that they started 6-13, and 13, to me, was just like, they're clearly not that bad. And I see the Cardinals in that exact same position right now, except they have not turned it around yet. Could start today, they could beat the Giants and go on a roll here, but they're 9-16, and 16, but that is not a team that should be nine and 16 and three of those losses, you know, they were nine and 13 coming into this series. And if they win two games, they're 11 and 13, which is what the giants just two games. They're 11 and 13. And if they had won the first three, they'd be 12 and 13. And so it's like just a few games because instead of wins, their losses, it just makes the gap much bigger. So every game really matters. 
And the Giants now, by the way, improved to 11 and 13, going for the four game sweep and sixth straight win. How about some of their right handed hitters? Austin Slater has made an immediate impact against left handed pitching. As I, it's not like they, it's not like they roughed up Steven Matz, but I think the Cardinals also had a lefty reliever that they brought in and, uh, he gave up a couple of runs. Steven Matz, two runs in four innings, gave up a homer, walked three, three strikeouts. But the Giants just as a team are playing well. There's just no doubt about it. Anthony DiScalfani, he, it's weird. Like I would, the way I kind of view the game is like when you give up two homers in a game, it's hard for me to say you pitched well, but that was it. Those were the only two runs. So six innings, six hits, two runs, one walk, six strikeouts, everything else looking good. And that's what's funny is that that continues to be like the one issue for the Giants pitching staff. I have said this a million times on this show already, but this XFIP number, which, you know, you've probably heard of FIP by this point, if you follow baseball somewhat closely, fielding independent pitching, it like guesses what your ERA should be based on the things that a pitcher can control strikeouts walks hit by pitches and homers because none of those things have anything to do with the defenders right and just randomness on balls in play where all the time you see a bloop fall in you see a rocket get caught so we try to isolate what can a pitcher control and use those factors to predict results and this XFIP number number goes even a little further where it says there's a couple numbers that don't stabilize very quickly and are prone to fluctuations that are random and unsustainable. And those include batting average on balls in play. You've probably heard this one too. BABIP, great name, not. Uh, and home run to fly ball ratio because home run to fly ball ratio is just one of those things that can fluctuate and not necessarily for a good reason. It just sometimes you are giving up a lot of homers on on your fly balls and and it just takes a long time just because it's high for three weeks doesn't mean it's it's like there's not a high correlation between being high for three three weeks and then it remaining high for the rest of the season just to put it in like the simplest of terms and so by this number which i would say you know era is what it is it's just kind of like results FIP is like more advanced and better predictive of future ERA, by the way. XFIP, I would say, is the more advanced and perhaps even predictive. Some people, there's problems with it, but whatever. I, I like it. Uh, but it's even more advanced and perhaps predictive than ERA or FIP. And by this metric, the San Francisco Giants pitching staff as a whole is second in Major League Baseball, first in the National League with a 3.70 XFIP. So it's basically predicting that with a normal home run to fly ball ratio, with a normal batting average on balls in play, and based on their strikeouts, walks, hit by pitch rate, and all that, that they should have a 3.70 team ERA. When in reality, they have a 4.17 team ERA. And just note that... These numbers have started to converge far more than they were early. I'm sure it was about a week ago. I was talking about how the XFIP was right around this same number at 3.7 or whatever. And the ERA was like 4.74, I think, something around there. 
And so what is happening is literally like that XFIP is pulling the ERA towards it. And that's what it should do if it is a predictive number. It's like magnetically pulling down the ERA closer and closer to the number that is more predictive. That is how, how I see that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just making that up. That's kind of the theory here with this number. And so imagine if the Giants did have a normal home run to fly ball ratio. And it, it, by the way, it just assumes league average. And you could be better than average. You could end up with a better than average home run to fly ball ratio and perform even better. But the Giants home run to fly ball ratio as a team as a pitching staff, is 16.8%, and that is the highest rate in Major League Baseball. And like like I've said countless times, in 2021 and 2022, the Giants allowed the fewest home runs in the Major Leagues. And right now, look, home, home run to fly ball ratio, I'm not telling you the raw number of home run totals they've allowed, but I would venture to say, without doing the trouble of looking, that in 2021 and 2022, they were probably near the bottom of the league in home run to fly ball ratio. And so this is what I mean when I say it can be kind of random, especially I think the two full seasons are more relevant than the three weeks of one season here. Giants also, by the way, they keep the ball on the ground a ton. Their their ground ball rate as a team is 50%. 50% of the balls that are put in play against the Giants are on the ground. The next closest team is a, is only at 47.7%. So the Giants by far are the best team at getting ground balls. And so that helps because if your home run to fly ball ratio is going to be high, which I don't think it will continue to be, but if it's going to be, avoid the avoid the fly ball because then like if you have a 100% ground ball rate, then you're never going to allow a single home run. So anyway, uh that I I just wanted to kind of make that point like Logan Webb who's pitching today has given up like what six homers now and he allowed nine in 2021 and 11 in 2022 he might have only allowed five but I think he's allowed six and for Tony DiSclefani last night it's like yeah he pitched so great but he allowed two home runs and so it just continues it's kind of like I keep saying this is going to stabilize and I I truly believe that it will but it just hasn't yet. But one thing that I did say would stabilize has happened yet. And that was about, remember when it was all feast or famine and people were concerned that the Giants are, you know, it, that's the thing. I, I literally wrote a quote. I have it or wrote a tweet. I think I have it pulled up right here. Uh, the uh, Here's what I said on April 6th. Too much is made of early season trends. Just because the Giants offense has been, quote, feast or famine over their first six games doesn't mean it'll stay that way, end quote. And then I'm going to prove, I'm just going to tell you what has been the Giants run scored per game each game over their last 14 and kind of indicate that it turns out I made the correct call there. And I mean, come on, judging a... a Trend after six games, it's just always a mistake, and yet we always do it in baseball. It's just a little bit odd that we do that. So we will get into that and more in just a minute. But before we do, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And for me, getting to know myself a little bit better, getting to the root of some of the things that have caused me some trouble, I've been honest in the past about this. I had a physical 
trauma that messed me up psychologically. And it's like, it's hard to talk about that. And you don't maybe even want to deal with it. But betting, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Just because sometimes we don't know what we want or how why we react the way we do until we talk things through and how things can be affecting you, even though you're not even aware of it because it's kind of in the subconscious. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That, uh, visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, as promised, I'm going to discuss, yeah, the early season trends, six games in. I mean, that's the thing. Imagine you we judge the first six games, but imagine if like these latest six games were the first six games of the season. Then we'd be like, the Giants are unstoppable. They're a force to be reckoned with. They're the greatest team alive. So it's just silly, and yet we do it anyway. And so I'm just kind of going to prove that point by just looking at how uh, suddenly they're not feast or famine. By the way, the Giants play the Cardinals today at 1245 Pacific. They are facing a right-handed pitcher, Miles Michaelis, who has struggled a lot. And so hopefully they can get to him. Tough to sweep a team in four games, but the Giants are going to try. Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. So yes, the feast or famine quality of the early season Giants, I look back just to like remind myself what those numbers were. And they were crazy. It was like zero runs, seven runs, two runs, 16 runs. It was feast or famine. There's no doubt about it. But like, and again, this is one of those things where like 99% of you probably weren't worried, but there's a vocal contingency on line who just is really loud about complaining about everything. No offense to those of you online it's not it like i said it's probably most people don't do this but as someone who is on twitter like you see it and it gets into your head but over their last 14 games here are the individual run totals per game for the giants five 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 six three two five four zero seven five four five seven like you're not gonna just score exactly five runs a game i didn't actually calculate what is the average of these 14 but i would venture to say it's around five and certainly five was the most common individual number and that makes sense because ultimately at the end of the year you're going to score an average of around i mean i don't know exactly but in the neighborhood of four and a half five runs a game and so it just proves the point and yet I feel like every year we have, I have to explain this and people freak out over the early season samples. And so that's just a a general point I like to make. And, and I'm making kind of the same point when I talk about the home run problem the Giants have had as a pitching staff, just because they've had, they've been the worst in the league at home run to fly ball ratio in the first three, three weeks does not mean that they will continue to do so, especially there. We know the stabilization point of certain 
numbers. And those numbers like BABIP and home run to fly ball ratio take a long time to stabilize, whereas other things are much quicker to stabilize. And so that's why like if things that are quick to stabilize look a certain way, I will gladly point out this is a problem because this looks sustainable. And I mean, the strikeout rate as a team, for example, just to be clear, like it continues to be high and it's to the point where I'm not saying it's going to stay this high, but I'm pretty confident the Giants will end up maybe like certainly in the bottom half and maybe t- uh, bottom 10 in team strikeout rate. Although it is a couple of players who are kind of weighing it down and skewing it a little bit like Blake Sable with his MLB high uh, strikeout rate of like 44% or whatever. And Michael Conforto is striking out at a rate that is abnormally high for him in his career. He's coming off a whole season in which he didn't play. And so I would suspect like context matters too, right? And so I'm just saying, I would suspect that some of the guys who have just had really strangely high strikeout rates won't last but right now the Giants are still last in the major leagues in strikeout rate at 27 and a half percent however overall their weighted runs created plus uh which is an all-encompassing offensive metric and 100 is average they're at 106 so they've been about a six percent above average offensive team their wins above replacement according to fan graphs which incorporates base running and defensive value as well has them as the 11th best team in Major League Baseball. And they've played a couple fewer. This is a counting stat. So the more you play, the more it can add up. And they've played fewer games than a lot of teams. So to be 11th, uh, you know, they may be true talent wise more in that top 10, not saying number one, but like maybe they should be ninth or something. So anyway, just a reminder that the Giants play the Cardinals today going for a four game sweep at 1245 Pacific. Mitch Hanniger not in there again. Uh, I don't think they're platooning him, but he keeps sitting against right-handed pitching. I think they're easing him in, but uh, it's a solid lineup. They're going for a four-game sweep. Miles Michaelis has struggled, and it's Logan Webb on the mound, so hopefully they can pull it off. Catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thanks in advance and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Every dayers tomorrow on the show will be breaking down. Can the Giants win their sixth in a row, move closer to that 500 mark? They deserve to be there, probably over it, in my opinion. And so they're, they've kind of turned it around small sample baseball is funky they were really bad and then they've been really good but today's a big game if you can win this game then you're just absolutely rolling and so and the cardinals losing helps the giants too so anyway i cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow breaking it down thanks again for listening you are now locked on giants